worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. Verses 1-17, through 17, John chapter 15. Father, thank you once again for your word, the grace, the power, the mercy that rests upon your word. Thank you for the chance and the privilege of being hearers and doers of your word. Lord, anoint us all afresh with the spirit that would cause us to have a growing hunger for your word. More and more empower us to be much more faithful hearers and doers of your word. And help us to be wise enough to fill our hearts and our minds with your word each and every day. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson, our producer, is going to lead us in prayer at this time. Father, we're so thankful that we can abide in you, that we can be connected to you. And Father, help us to obey your commandments as your Son uh, obeyed your commandments. We want to please you, Father. We want, above all, to, to please you. And we need your help to do that. We're thankful that we can do that, God. Give us a more of an ambition to live out this Christian life in a way that brings you much honor and much glory, that pleases you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. And 
Uh, we'll be reading through the Word in just a few minutes, though. But as we begin, I want to share once again a resource, uh, an article that I'd like to, article or two that we'd like to share with you to encourage you in your walk with the Lord, a tool that you can also email us to get a copy of for you to use for you and the discipleship of your family, as well as a tool for you to email and forward to others so that it can be a tool to minister salvation and spiritual encouragement to others that you may know, fellow church members, co-workers, family, saved and unsaved individuals as well. This um, initial article is entitled, Why Do I... Why should I read and meditate on God's Word daily? It's a question as well as a title. Why should I read and meditate on God's Word daily? Why ask this question? Why is it an issue? Well, we live in a busy world. We're all running every day. We all have lots to do. We all have full schedules. We each have a set of priorities. Each of us can say, I'm a very busy person. We each set our own schedules. We each decide what we will do. We each choose to do what we want to do each day. Well, in the busyness of life, why should we read God's Word daily? Why is it important to make it a priority to open God's Word and spend time reading His Word every single day? And why is it important to read a significant portion rather than only a scripture or two a day? Well, let me explain. The Word of God is food for our spirit. Some believers don't seem to realize that we really do need to feed our spirit similarly to how we need to feed our physical bodies. In view of this reality, some believers feed their spirit very poorly and very inconsistently. For that reason, there are too many believers who are basically, quote-unquote, spiritually anemic, weak, unreliable, easily defeated spiritually. Too many believers quote-unquote, nibble on the Word of God when, we, when they need to be eating good, wholesome, nourishing meals of God's Word every day. It appears too many believers seem to live a, what you might call a fasted lifestyle when it comes to God's Word. Yet when it comes to God's Word, you should never fast. Every, every believer needs a daily diet of the Word of God. We should read and meditate on God's Word every single day of our lives, Reading three chapters in the Bible every day is a good basic diet to begin with. When we read the Word of God every day, many important things happen to us spiritually. We, we grow closer to God. We grow in our knowledge and our understanding of God. And we're empowered in the things of God. As we read and think on God's Word, the Word and the Holy Spirit together are working on us. They're molding and shaping us to become more and more like Christ. As we spend time reading God's Word, the Word the word of God, quote-unquote, programs us to think, walk, and act more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Ten tremendous reasons why we should read God's Word every single day. Psalm 119, verse 105 tells us, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And now here, 11 excellent reasons you should read the Word of God every single day. Number one, it tells you genuinely how to be saved and how to grow up in your faith. The scriptures listed are John 3, 16, Psalm 119, verse 105, Romans 12, 1 and 2, and Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Number two, a second reason to read the Word daily, it gives you clear guidance and direction for much of your life. Psalm 119, verse 105. Number three, it empowers your prayer life, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. 
A fourth reason to read the word daily, it sharpens your ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit more and more clearly in your life. See 1 Corinthians 1.5. A fifth reason to read the word daily, it ministers to your mind, body, and spirit. See Proverbs 4.20-22. A sixth reason to read God's word daily, it helps you maintain your mental health. According to Dr. Paul Meyer, see Proverbs 4. A seventh reason to read God's Word daily, it increases God's anointing on every area of your life. See 1 Corinthians 1, 5. An eighth reason to read God's Word daily, it increases your wisdom in every area of your life. See Proverbs 1 through 4. A ninth reason to read God's Word daily, it enhances your intellect and your personality. It literally can increase your IQ. See 1 Corinthians 1, 5. A tenth reason to read God's Word daily, it pours grace, joy, and peace into your spirit, your mind, and your life. 2 Corinthians 1, 2, 1 Timothy 1, 2, and 2 Timothy 1, 2, Galatians 5, 22. An eleventh reason as to why you should read God's Word daily in direct statement or in principle. God's Word gives you guidance and or direction about every issue or every topic in life. See Psalm 118, verse 105. Seven things we should seek to do with the Word of God every single day. Number one, read it. Number two, hear it. Number three, believe it. Number four, speak it. Number five, obey it. Number six, pray it. And number seven, meditate on it. And remember, reading three chapters in the Bible daily will bless you a lot. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to get saved. And remember, the Word of God, amongst other things, points us clearly to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then a second article is entitled, Not by Bread Alone. Again, Not by Bread Alone. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Again, Matthew 4, 1 to 4. In Psalm 119, verse 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, the scene presented is a tremendous one. We see the Lord Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe, allowing himself to be subjected to being tempted by a created being. The devil seeks to get Jesus to sin and obviously is entirely unsuccessful. The Lord Jesus responds to each of the devil's temptations by quoting scripture from the Old Testament. In his first approach, the devil said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread, Matthew 4, 3. And Christ wisely and powerfully responds by quoting scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. What does that really mean? Many people hearing a statement like this might respond, well, I need to eat food every day. Food is a necessity of life. Yet those same people might also say, reading God's word every day is a good thing to do, yet I don't need to read and consume it every day. The scripture Christ, the scripture Christ quoted is not only true, but it's more true than me. It's more true than most of us know. The food that we eat nourishes our physical body. 
The Word of God nourishes our mind, body, and spirit. The Word of God ministers to our entire being. When we read and meditate on the Word of God, it pours grace into every area of our lives. The Word of God is pregnant with the ability to bless us. Great are the blessings and benefits of daily being a student of the Word of God. A goal of reading no less than three chapters a day in God's Word is a fruitful goal to pursue. Not only are these insights true, but it's actually the Word of God that sustains us, that sustains every human being moment by moment, every moment of our lives. The Word of God tells us in Isaiah 46, verse 4, Even to your old age I will be the same. And I will bear you up when you and I will bear you up when you turn gray. I've made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and deliver you. Again, from the word of God, Isaiah chapter 46, 4. The word of God tells us in John 6, 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I've spoken to you are spirit and life. The wise habit of reading God's Word every day is one of the most fruitful and beneficial habits in all of life. If you don't already have this habit at work in your life, today is a great day to get started. And parents, the habit of having each of your children read no less than three chapters in the Word of God out loud to you daily is a very wise goal for you and your family. Few commitments will bless Excuse me. Few commitments will bless and strengthen your children's walk with the Lord more. Parents, why not begin today? So is it really that important to read the Word of God every day? Well, a wise follow-up question is, is it really that important to eat every day? Yes, it is, because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 1-4. Father, thank you again for your word. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace so that we will be faithful to read and get into your word every single day and draw on its grace, power, and blessing. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. That article was entitled, Not by Bread Alone. If you'd like to get a copy, email us at joseph at afr.net. We'd be glad to send this and the other one to you as well. We'll be right back.
music of Danson Oyakan with Amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We pick up now reading through the Word of God as we begin in Joshua chapter 6, beginning at verse 12. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Then seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets, and the armed men went before them. But the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp, so they did six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day, only they marched around the city. On that day, only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, it and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed. When you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it, but all the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep, and donkey with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house, and from there bring out the woman and all that she has as you swore to her. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day, because she hid the messenger, because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Then Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest he shall set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, 
and his fame spread throughout all the country. Joshua chapter 7. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things, for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed things. So the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth-Avon, on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand go up and attack Ai. Do not weary all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. So about three hundred, excuse me, so about three thousand men went up there from the people, but they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai struck down about thirty-six men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as Shebera, excuse me, Shebarim, and struck them down on the descent. Therefore the hearts of the people melted, therefore the hearts of the people melted and became like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening, he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Oh, that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. O oh Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? So the Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned, and they have also tra transgressed my and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have for they have even taken some of the accursed things, and have both stolen and deceived and they have also put it among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you any more, unless you destroy the accursed from among you. Get up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow, because thus says the Lord God of Israel. This is an accursed thing in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord takes shall come according to the families, and the family which the Lord takes shall come by households, and the household which the Lord takes shall come man by man. Then it shall be that he who is taken with the accursed thing shall be burned with fire, he and all that he has, because he has transgressed 
the covenant of the Lord, and because he has done a disgraceful thing in Israel. So Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes, and the tribe of Judah was taken. He brought the clan of Judah, and he took the family of the Zarites. And he brought the family of the Zarite man, man by man, and Zabdi was taken. Then he brought his household man by man, by man and Achan the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. Now Joshua said to Achan, My son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession to him, and tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian a beautiful Babylonian garment, two hundred shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold weighing fifty shekels, I coveted them and took them. And there they are, hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent, with the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent, and there it was, hidden in his tent, and with the silver under it. And they took them from the midst of the tent, brought them to Joshua and to all the children of Israel, and laid them out before the Lord. Then Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zerah, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had, and they brought them to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Then they raised over him a great heap of stones, till there, excuse me, then they raised over him a great heap of stones, still there to this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Therefore the name of that place has been called the Valley of Achor to this day. Joshua chapter 8 Now the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you and arise. Go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. And you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king. Only its spoil and its cattle you shall take as booty for yourselves. Lay an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua arose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose 30,000 mighty men, mighty men of valor, and and sent them away by night. And he commanded them, saying, Behold, you shall lie in ambush against the city. Behind the city, do not go very far from the city, but all of you be ready. Then I and all the people who are with me will approach the city, and it will come about when they come out against us as at the first, that we shall flee before them. 
For they will come out after us till we have drawn them away from the city. For they will say, They are fleeing before us as at the first. Therefore we will flee before therefore we will flee before them. Then you shall rise from the ambush and seize the city, for the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. And it will be when you have taken the city that you shall set the city on fire. According to the commandment of the Lord you shall you shall do. See, I have commanded you. Joshua therefore sent them out, and they went to lie in ambush, and stayed between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged that night among the people. Then Joshua rose up early in the morning, and mustered the people, and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people of Ai. And all the people of war who were with him went up and drew near. And they came before the city and camped on the north side of Ai. Now a valley lay between them and Ai. So he took about 5,000 men and set them in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. And when they had set the people, all the army that was on the north of the city and its rear guard on the west of the city, Joshua went that night into the midst of the valley. Now it happened when the king of Ai saw it, that the men of the city hurried and rose early and went out against Israel to battle, he and all his people, at an appointed place before the plain. But he did not know that there was an ambush against him behind the city. And Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness, by the way of the wilderness. So all the people who were in Ai were called together to pursue them, and they pursued Joshua and were drawn away from the city. There was not a man left in Ai or Bethel who did not go out after Israel. So they left the city open and pursued Israel. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Stretch out your spear that is in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that was in his hand toward the city. So those in ambush arose quickly out of their place. They ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand, and they entered the city and took it and hurried to set the city on fire. Verses 1 through 19, Joshua chapter 8. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back. Sing my heart cry, my heart cry. 
music of Covenant Church with My Heart Cries. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Continuing our reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the New Testament in the Gospel of John, John chapter 14, beginning at verse 15. Again, John 14, chapter 14, starting at verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, How is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have, heard me, you have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. John chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. 
and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified. Excuse me. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, Therefore the world hates you. Remember the, remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would, have ha they would have no sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin, but now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled which is written in their law, they hated me without a cause. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. John chapter 16. These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God's service. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I've told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go away to him who sent me, 
and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe me, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me, because I go to the Father. Then some of his disciples said among themselves, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me, and because I go to the Father. They said, therefore, what is this that he says a little while? We do not know what he is saying. Now Jesus knew that they desired to ask him, and he said to them, Are you, are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said a little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? Most assuredly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice, and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come, but as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish or joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. These things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. Verses 1 through 26, John chapter 16. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession, and as we usually do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the all-important, the eternal decision 
of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Today is a good day, a very great day to make that all-important step. The most important decision in all of life is the decision to commit your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to make that step, would you take time to pray this prayer and fully commit your heart and life to the Lord with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me with an everlasting love. You loved me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins and all the wrongs I've done. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. I've not loved you or lived for you or served you in so many ways. I confess these to you, Lord. By faith, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Today, Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read the Word of God every day. Help me to pray daily. Help me to obey you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to communicate, to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow up and mature in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we definitely hope to hear from you. Once again, that email, joseph at afr.net. Also, if you're wanting to get a copy of either the articles that we mentioned earlier, the two articles that we shared were entitled, the first one, Why Should I Read and Meditate on God's Word Daily? And the second article is entitled, Not by Bread Alone. If you'd like to get one or both of those articles, simply email us, same email, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to share them with you. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.